between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Sunday, Father, 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 and the 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 Fathers, come and ocean to make you come, come, come up, come up, come up to me, 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 come up to your father. I am your father and I am your God. Come up to me. Come up to your father. Come up to your father. Come up to your God. Come up to your father. Come up. Scale this height. Scale this height. Scale this height. Into your father. Come to your father. Come up. Come up. Come up. Come up to me. I call you. I call you, I call you, I call you forth, and I call you up. I have called you forth for to bring you up. I have called you forth for to bring you up. Yes, yes, yes. I am he who calls. I am he who called you. I am he. Who will raise you also? Who will bring you also? Who will bring you up? Come, 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 come. Let your soul come. Let your soul come. Let your heart come. Let your heart come. Let your soul come. Let your soul come. I cry, come, I say, come, I say, come, I call you, I call you, I call you, I call you. Come, come in. Many graces abound, things abound to help you to scale this height, to move beyond the impossible, even beyond that which is seen, 
even into the invisible. For you can take an invisible journey. Your soul can take it. Your heart can take it. You can take it. You can take this journey. I'm not so far away. I'm not so far away. I am near to you. I'm your God. I'm not so far away. Not so far away. I am near to you. I'm your God. I'm closer than you think. Closer than you belong to me and I will not give up until we are one. Thank you. Thank you. Oh man, she allows for to enter this fellowship by your spirit. Grace, mercy, mercy, mercy. We obtain mercy. We receive mercy from you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. We can have our seats this morning. <clears throat> Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to your holy name. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. receive your presence this morning. Thank you. Thank you for the work that you're already doing in us. Thank you for speaking. Get 
Amen. Praise God. Let's hear interpretation. Thank you. Thank you. Every Temoko Sofre Temeke Height, every Bohotai Hamaka Famahaita. I've come from heights, I've come from the height of the heart of the Father, even the heart of the Father, the heart of the Father, the heart of the Father is calling and beckoning you. He is calling and beckoning you. Even I, Jesus, who is from the heart of the Father, is here in your midst. I am here with you, I am here with you for to show you, to show you, to bring you into my fellowship, to bring you into the fellowship that I have with the Father, the fellowship of our light, the fellowship of our light. It is a mystery of our light. It is the mystery of our light. You see, it is the, from the height of the mercy of the Father. It is from the height of the mercy of the Father. It is from the height and the mercy of the Father and the love of the Father towards you that I am here this morning, that I am here in your midst this morning for to show my light, for to show my light, for to bring you out of the fellowship of darkness into to the fellowship of my life for it am for behold the glory of him who sits as one on the throne is beckoning you it is beckoning you it is shining and i am bringing forth grace i am bringing forth grace i am bringing forth grace to show you the way of how to convert the treasures of this life to be inherit the treasures of my life to inherit the treasures of my life for you will convert your treasures you will sell them. You will sell them for this oneness. For this oneness. I am showing the way. I am showing the way. I am showing the path to convert the treasures of the earthly man into selling it and buying the treasures of oneness. For I have come for to marry. It's a mystery of marry. It's a mystery of marry. It's a mystery of oneness. It is a mystery of oneness with him that is seated on the throne. It is a mystery of oneness. It is a knitted mystery of wisdom. Knitted, 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 knitted wisdom. It is a knitted wisdom. I am coming for to knit on your soul this morning to give you the treasures of me. Sell your treasures and inherit my treasures. Sell your treasures and inherit my treasure. For there is no treasure that is of me. For my treasure is beauty. My treasure is glory. My treasure is glory. My treasure is fiery in my eyes. Look into my eyes and lay down your treasures and inherit my treasure. For I am given freely. I have come to freely give. For it's from the heart of the mercy of the father it is from the heart of the father that you are here that i am here in your midst for to speak the things of the father for to beckon and show the light of the father light of the father it is in his light it is in his light see his light open to see his light i have come to open his light i have come to open his light the light of the cupboard the light of the one seated as one he is calling you for to come into oneness with him he is calling into oneness with him. He is calling into oneness with him. It doesn't matter the depth of you. Just see the light and you will ascend. For we are from the height. 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 Begin to look to the height. Begin to look to the height. The height of the Father. The height of him who seated on the throne. His light is shining for to pull you and to engrace you out of wherever you think you may be. But light is shining. My light is shining. My light is shining. 
and grace is coming to the weak. Strength is coming to you. Strength Thank is coming you, to you. That you would walk as I walk. That as I walked, you would walk. That as you see me, you will walk. As you see me, you will walk. For in lay in the Gedosi, Kefe Masia Lefre Hotapa, Efre Ketema, Elivre Hateve Makateli Mosoteria, Eva Mahaita, Avramahat, Ati Height, At Height, At Height, I'm bringing Art I, I'm bringing Heart I, I'm bringing your soul high, I'm bringing your soul high, I'm bringing you high, I'm bringing you high, I've come to bring you high, for your bread flows, for my bread flows in you, I will bring you high, I'm not giving up on you, for I have said that, I have said, E, the forerunner who is seated on the throne, we said everything will be put under his footstool, he is waiting for you, that everything will be put under his footstool, I am not giving up, for I have sworn by an oath that men will come to me, and you will come to me, you will come to me, I am speaking from the heart of the Father, from the heart of the Father, from the heart of the Father, he is showing you his heart, for his light is coming to you, he is coming to you, he is coming to you, don't think you are weak, you are much stronger than you know, you are much stronger than you know, you are much stronger than you know, for strength is beckoning you, strength is given to you, grace is unleashed to you, grace is unleashed to you, and we will show you the way, you will show you the way, for you would walk as I walk, I'm bringing you to my fellowship, that you will be one-minded with me. It doesn't matter the fellowship with darkness you might have, but my fellowship of light is the fellowship of the height. It is the height of the Father. It is the heart of the Father beckoning this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we are at your mercy fully today. We ask God for help to, to be able to fetch the words, to fetch the direction, Lord, to fetch the, the thoughts, Lord, which your presence, your presence has brought this morning. Thank you for, let skill, skill, understanding, for understanding, let it, let it rest now, this morning, upon, upon this meeting, this place now, Father, we, I ask for wisdom, manifold wisdom, manifold wisdom. Help, Lord, to, to fetch your thought, your conversation, even the thoughts of the Lord, which you sent your son to bring to us this morning. I thank you, my Father. I ask for your help upon my vessel, upon my heart. Make my tongue as a pen of a ready writer. Help my, make my tongue wet, weighty. Let it be as the edge of a sharp, sharp sword, sharpened, sharpened by the Spirit. Quick sharpness, Lord, help my heart. Thank you for not to make you open. Make it open to for to find paths in in this light. For to make the light help the make, to make the light to make the light visible. Help to make the light visible. For to make that which you are shining to be seen. 
Merci. Merci. Paradox Shiatu Prest Fetamatu Kronte Atama Ayamina Open Hata. I pray. Lord, we obtain mercy this morning. Thank you, our God. We give glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. <coughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, thank the Lord for um, so much help of the Spirit we have this morning. Um, I think that the message is already started, so we just have to find grace to, to pick it up, amen, and to follow what, uh, what God is saying. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I know there's a time when the Lord wants to encounter us deeply. He wants to, um, they want to drive the, the, um, the foundation of, of God deep into our heart because it's very clear that God wants to come to us. The Father wants to come to us. Um, and all, the condition will be prepared help by help, help by help, mercy by mercy, mercy by mercy. Things will begin to shape up in us. Thank you, our Father. Amen. Let's just open to the book of Revelation chapter Chapter 21, <clears throat> amen, Revelation 21, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to Jesus, amen, Revelation chapter 21, I'll read from verse, verse 9, Revelation 21, verse 9. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, he says, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come here, I will show you the, the lambs, show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Amen. I greet everybody um, in Jesus' name. I'm happy to see you. Please, you can also greet too. Um, praise God. Yes. Father, we thank you. <clears throat> Amen. Um, come here, I will show you the, the bride, the, the lamb's wife. And verse 10, he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Praise God. And so verse 11 says, having the glory of God, and, and her light was like unto a stone most what? Most precious. Now, that, that, I find that a bit peculiar. Um, her, her light being like a stone. Amen. Her light being like what? Uh, light being like a stone. Um, now she has the glory, the glory of God, but 
what they're calling light here is something um, on the, I believe it's an inward, because if it's like a stone, when you say something is like a stone, I, I, I feel it has to do with an in, more internal. That's the feeling I'm getting from reading this place. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the two things, the, the glory and the light. I'm seeing the glory and what? The glory and the light. And so I feel like they are not necessarily the, the same thing here. Praise God. Um, the glory and the light. Let's see. Um, verse 23. From verse 23. Yes. Same chapter. <clears throat> verse 23. And say the city had no need of, of the sun, neither of the moon, praise God, hallelujah. Amen. The city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine on it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the lamb is the light thereof. Are, are we seeing something here? Praise God. So you're seeing the same thing in in terms of the, the light of this city and then the glory of the city. Are you seeing the same separation here? So the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, or there is the glory of God that the, so the glory of God did lighten it. But there is so it means this glory of God, or speaking of glory of God, in terms of a kind of a light as well. Um, a kind of light that, when it says it lights up, lighting means the, to illuminate. Like the glory of God, it, it was illuminating it. But there's a difference between the glory of God that's shining on it, and it's light, and the, it's light thereof. Praise the Lord. The, there's a difference between the glory of God that's lightening it, and then it's light, what, thereof. Are you following me this morning? Praise God. Uh, now, the, the light thereof um, is the inward property, the inward property of this city. That's something that this city already has. There is what the city already has, amen, which is what actually makes it this city. Then there is also an ongoing operation of the glory of God, which is Shedding light on the city. I don't know if you're seeing what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm seeing um, this activity of the glory of God lightening it is not talking about the operation of the giving of light for, for the development into the bridal state. Right, he's talking about a, an illumination. Praise the Lord. That is ongoing. Amen. 
praise God. An illumination that's ongoing with God's glory. Thank you, Jesus. An illumination of God's glory that's happening to the city while the city has its light thereof. But there is a light that lightens the city, which is God's glory. Now, this glory of God, which you're speaking here, I'm seeing it as the, as the eternal glory of God that will never stop shining upon anything that beholds it. So, there will never be a time when we will come to a place where we've had all of the light that God has to give. Amen. There will never be a time when we'll come to a place where we have what all the light that, what, that God has to give. Why? Because there's something about God's own nature that God is an illuminator. Praise God, but his power of illumination has an eternal kind of component to it that the Bible speaks about him, about called him past finding out. Praise God. So if it's past finding out, it means that there are actually many things about God that many, 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 many things that creatures cannot finish learning. Amen. Amen. That creatures cannot what? Finish learning. So God's very, very, he's the thing in him that makes him up, that, that constitutes his immortal nature. Creatures, you can't finish learning it. That when you think you've gotten everything, you now discover that there are actually many, many more things about God. So God, as a being, is an illuminator. And what God will be doing forever and ever and ever and ever in eternity is illuminating. It's just to, it's the giving of his light. The giving of his light is the thing that is actually calling man. He raised man up to be a being that they can fellowship in light forever. Praise God. That's the, the purpose of man. Why man was actually created was to do what? To fellowship what? To fellowship with light forever. To forever fellowship with light. Constantly, just fellowshipping with light. That is the, that's in that activity is where creatures find their, they find their, their place, their meaning. They find their purpose. Nothing can, or no one can find purpose in life without coming into the light which God is giving. It's, it's actually in the giving of God's light to the creature. That's where purpose and meaning happens. Praise God. Remind the book of Revelation chapter 4 when we saw the, the angels in heaven. Now, when you look at angels, you know, those ones, there's something about them, right? They, they are not like you and I. In other words, you and I, we are still growing. So, you are still growing, you are still being saved. You are still 
you know, learning. You're learning so that you can increase in stature. So you can appreciate in stature. But angels are not like that. Angels are not, when they see God, they're not learning to grow. They're not learning to appreciate, but are they learning? Are they seeing things? I mean, it's God's light. When when an angel sees God, are there things that God can give to them or they can see from God that they've not known before or they don't have in their person? Of course, the answer is yes. Praise the Lord. So the whole thing of light, the whole conversation of light, um, you know, light conversation are in in grades. At first, we didn't know anything about light at all before. But when they brought us into Christ, you know, so that the, the word of Christ is actually a light realm. It's actually journeying in the spirit. It's journeying full lights. When you want to make a soul journey, you have to actually bring light. It is by virtue of what light the soul is under that will determine what kind of journey that the soul can what can take. There's a light that you can bring that will make the soul journey away from God. And then there is a light you bring that, will, that can make the soul journey towards God. It's just true illumination. It's actually part of the nature of the soul. The soul is woven and framed to respond to illumination. If you don't bring a fresh illumination, the soul will, soul will stay where it is. There's nothing to move to, nothing to move into. You can't open up, you can't send a soul on a, on a journey without showing a light. Something that beams to the soul, praise the Lord, that attracts the soul to what? To move. So, so light is for journeying, and we, you start with little light, tiny light. Actually, we started from no light at all. Right? When you are, you are dead, you know how dark the grave is. When it comes to God, the grave is very dark. Then even after you got born again, you now have to begin to try to bring light, but you cannot bring light first. Amen. In order for you to begin to bring light, um, you need to expose the soul into the, the light, to the message of the, the man who was sent to bring light to the world. So I am the light of the world, right? Before he came, there was no light in the world. But he said, I am the light of the world, that he that followeth me will no longer walk in darkness, but will then have the what? We have the light of life. Praise God. So there is the, what you call the light of life, but there are other lights. There is the light of life, but there are what? There are other, there are other lights. The way the, the way the, you look at the, the natural, um, when you look at the sky, for example, is not every light that you see up in the sky that, the earth is directly using, right? Or that directly just affects the earth like that. They are the ones closer to the earth, like the moon and the sun, right? But then they are, those stars you see far away, they're actually far, far, far away lights, right? They are very far. Many of them are very far away light, but in their, in their, in their distance away, they are not positioned to be directly impacting the earth. But they are also lights, and they can also give some kind of illumination as well. 
Praise the Lord. In other words, when you go into, you know the way the sun and the moon impact the climate, impact the weather, impact everything, because it's very close by. Faraway stars might not impact the earth in that way, but they are still light. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, so in, in the journey of light, there are different kinds of light and, and for different purposes. Now, these angels in Revelation chapter 4, you see that when they, they began to, in verse, chapter 4, verse 5, let's see, um, this was the vision of John when they brought him into the into the into heaven and he saw in verse 5 okay let's see from verse praise god thank you um from verse 1 after this i looked and behold a door was open in heaven and the first voice which i heard as it were was as it were of a trumpet talking with me which said come up hither and then I will show the things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow around, round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats... I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Praise the Lord. And out of the throne then proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire then burning before the throne, which are the seven what? Which are the seven spirits of God. Praise the Lord. And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion. The second beast was a calf. The third beast had a face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is, and what is to come. Praise the Lord. Now, the four beasts, they had... They had six wings, and then they, had, they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day or night, saying, holy, holy, holy. Now, what, what made, makes them not, not rest? I feel that what makes them not rest has something to do with the eyes that they have. Right? Because what disturbs, what disturbs a living creature is light. It's eyes. Praise God. So these beings were designed with so much eyes on the inside of them. Now, you know, there's different people. They didn't only have eyes on the inside. They also had eyes on the outside as well. But there, the, there is the inward eyes, praise God. And then there is the word, the outward eyes. The, the inward eyes makes them rest not day and night. They say, holy, 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 holy. Lord God of my now, this holy, holy is not just a song, right? That like we've sang it, amen. It's not just what 
a song like we've sung. We have a song like that, right? We all know the song. So which was and which is and which is to come. So, but these, these beings are altering the, they are altering the things concerning the light which they are seeing out of God. So their nature is echoing what the light is saying. Right? They, and when you say say, what are they saying? To say means to actually agree. To say means to what? To agree. They are, they are in agreement with the light, which God is shining out of himself. Praise the Lord. So holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and which is to come. And then when those be give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast, what, created all things, and for thy, what, for thy pleasure they are and were created. So when he says thy pleasure, that they are and were created. Praise the Lord. For thy pleasure they are, and were what? Created. Praise the Lord. What is this pleasure? So they were created for thy pleasure. But you say, okay, you were created for your pleasure, but what is the pleasure that that God has? How does God get pleasure, really? What, what will they do that will make God have pleasure? That's a very hard question to answer. Because anything you think of, you can easily see why it should not be pleasurable to God. Amen. Well, there's something about God when you see, find the, 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 about the pleasure of God. There's one scripture that gives an insight. It says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It says, it's the honor of kings to, to search them out. What's the meaning of that? It's God's glory. Is it glory, they said? Am I correct? To conceal it. So, so glory, say glory. So when you see glory operation in God, um, glory in God is like a... God's glorious... Complex is the operation of his glory is really about concealing and revealing. That is the that is the operation of glory. The operation of glory. Glory is an interesting word. Glory, there are many things about glory. Glory has to do with substance, but not just subst- pure substance. Glory has to do with the what the, what the, the substance can evoke. There is something that substance can evoke. That's, there is a kind of a, an attitude, praise the Lord, that the glory of a thing, the glory of something, is not just looking at that thing alone on its merit alone, just looking at it and breaking it down. But the glory of a thing has to do with, praise the Lord, the... Um, the, 
You cannot have glory without mystery. That's the key thing. The, the key attribute of glory is its mysterious nature. Nothing can be glorious without being mysterious. The moment you finish the mystery, the moment you have finished its glory, it can never be glorious to you as long as it is not mysterious to you. Anything that you can take and explain and you know everything about it, it can never be glorious to you. That's the thing about glory. Praise the Lord. So, so, when you see, so when you talk about the glory of God, glory of God is actually an operation. It's a complex, it's, some, it's always operating. It's constantly doing something. Two main things, concealing. It's trying to, it's concealing. But also concealing and revealing. At the same time, Praise God. It's concealing and then what? Revealing. Now, so this, see that attitude of God is something that loves souls. We are not, we don't like that aspect at all. And the devil has, has conditioned human beings to not be happy with that aspect of God. So, any soul who hasn't, um, who has not you know, that was a wrestle of Moses with God, right? Moses was wrestling with God. Maybe Moses felt that by this time, after everything I have done, right, that by now, when you said that you were coming and I should, we should prepare and all that, I felt like at least by now, when I just learned, I should be able to see everything concerning me. Praise God. Amen. Um, but God has, now the, the purpose of that the glorious nature, that glory, or the glorious nature has an impact on the soul. The glorious nature has an impact on the souls of men. It's not just because God wants you to feel like, oh, I'm all that and everything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There is, there is something, there's a connection between being, being exposed to glory and living, life, and glory. Two things, life, and then what? And glory, that without glory, it's difficult to, it's difficult to, to sustain life. What I mean by that is that you can't have life that has meaning if you remove glory, the, the conversation of glory from it. When you check it, every soul is pursuing something that's glorious to him. That's something that's just nice. It's not enough to make a soul commit them itself to it. That, oh, this is just, it's not that good, it's just manageable. Um, the soul can be doing it, but he won't be committed to it. The soul, the ideal, there's a place of an ideal in the soul in terms of what is the goal. That thing called goal, target, target. Nothing that is glorious can be a target to a soul. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? That you have to understand how God has designed the creatures. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Nothing that is what, anything that is not glorious cannot be a, when I say target, I mean what a person, now the person might be like, okay, I'm doing all these things now. 
I'm just doing this. I'm just, I'm serving here. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. But um, I'm just doing them because I need to do them right now. But those might not be the actual target of the soul. Rather, those things are things the soul is just doing because to, to arrive at the, so every soul has their, when you check the soul, check it, then you now find it, aha, this is the thing that this soul is going after. So that thing, it resides in the soul as a hope. That what you call hope is what do you hope for? What does the soul hope for? Is a picture. So when ministry is coming, ministry is talking about different things from different areas, but some, it's not easy for the ministry to tamper with the hope in a soul. That to tamper with what is the hope, to give birth to a hope on the inside, to shift what the hope is, and then replace another hope with the soul. So you can load a soul with revelation, but you've not touched you've not touched the hope. They will still be misbehaving and check how they live. They won't be living in that way because the the thing that because the glory of what you are what you are trying to bring hasn't been in, hasn't come into the soul. The soul hasn't captured the the calling that comes out of the glory of what God is saying. Are you are you getting the sense of what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Uh, so the there is a the the exercise of looking for souls, going after people, going after men, going after soul. That is the that's the, the specialty of spirits, right? In the whole kingdom of darkness, that's what their specialization is. They know how to pursue men. Right, and to, to bring men to seek after what they are, what they are offering. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, but without being able to raise a glory and show a glory to the soul, it's hard to buy the commitment of a man. No person... You can't buy the, you can force a person to do something, but that thing, give them, leave them alone after they will run away. That's not really what they're doing. You can force, you can cajole, you can, you can through, you can blackmail. So a lot of times, Christians are on that blackmail. What's the blackmail? You go to hell. That's it. That is, you see that going to hell thing is the greatest blackmail. It's a, it's a, it's a blackmail, eh? Billions of people have been blackmailed black by that thing. Ah. When you weigh everything, ah, oh, there's hell on the other side. Kai. So anybody who is serving God because they don't want to go to hell, it's not, they are not serving. So you, all you find is that they can be trying to do Christian things, but they are, when you check, if you left them alone, there was nothing, what would they do naturally? Like if you put any fear of hell, lake of fire, anything, and just say, okay, let's just leave you. We've abandoned you. Choose what you like to do. What will they do? That is the, 
Are you seeing the, the depth you have to know? If you, if you talk at a level, you're not talking at this level. You can't shift men out of their cause. You cannot shift men because souls are very, very, the souls know what they can do. By the time you're coming to them, ah, I have this message for you that they know where you are going to. And sometimes just so you leave them alone, they know what to produce. They know what to, what kind of conversation to measure. This is the conversation he's looking for. So let us measure this conversation. But there's also skill to secretly steal, trap that thing which is a glorious to them. They still have the commitment. Where the commitment of the heart is, is in those things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, in, let's read. Let's just go from scripture. We'll just go from scripture to scripture to shed light on something by God's grace. In this revelation, so you see that these beings, they say, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was, is, and is to come. Then the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever. And then they do what? Cast their crowns before the throne. So that word casting of crown is constantly, they are in a constant disposition of shedding or of the release of their, of the release of, of what God, you know this crown, they are not evil crowns. It wasn't the devil who gave them these crowns, right? And there's difference between when you say living creatures, and then I spoke about these ones as elders, what was the meaning of that? If an elder, so is it that they are older than the living creatures? Or they are older than all the angels? Praise the Lord. So these elders, they, they themselves have crowns, right? So, if I ask you, where, what part of heaven are these elders in? You know, we've studied angels and all that. We mentioned ministers of his that do his pleasure and cherubim, seraphim. So, we hardly talk about elders, right? So, <laughs> I mean, have ever, ever seen an elder before? Maybe they visited you or something. Even, even meetings, cherubims come, all, ga, all ga, kind of angels come, but I've never been in a meeting where an elder came before. So, have you ever been, I don't know, maybe is it possible? Have you, have you been in a meeting where an elder? Amen. But I, I, I believe that these elders are. There's a way this, this chapter seems as if, make them seem as if they are just right there at the throne or something. But the way it is, is I don't think they are at the throne. I, I, I believe these elders are, they are in that realm of principalities and powers. Might and dominions. Amen. Because those, these people were, they also have 
crowns, right? But that crown is a crown of, is also like a crown, is a glorious crown because every crown is glorious, right? Every crown is glorious. Now, what is that realm? That realm of when you say principalities, powers, right? Then you have principalities, powers, you have might, and you have dominion, right? Or David referred to them in the book of Psalm 113, all his works in all the places of his dominion. The places, so his works in the places, in the places of his what? Of his dominion. Praise God. So those, that dominion is talking about the, when you, when you are coming into God's, God's own, there are dominions. But then when you begin to enter into the realm of God's own dominion, amen, you find all those beings there, principalities, power, might, and then what? Dominions. So those, these beings, are, they, are the, they are the beings, when you see them in the spirit, they are actually the, they are creatures of God's own dominion. Right, they are they actually the they are like the boundary. When you see some of them, some of them might look like gates. Yes. They can look like gates in the spirit. Praise the Lord. So they are this this these creatures are like an, on the outward side. Right, they are on the what? They are the, the outward side of God's king, of God's dominion. Now, what is the work? Why are they? What is their? What is their? Their their job? Like what? For example, what is the purpose of a gate? For example, you know the way gates are. I mean, back in the day, it's more than just the purpose of gate. Like I said last time, is to give entrance. But the way entrance is given is is. Um, the, the, the a gate is doing its work even before somebody comes, before you get to the front of the gate. In fact, when someone gets the, the gate and then knocks, uh-huh, the gate, that's the end of the work. The gate has finished its job. So gate is not a passive thing. Gates, when you talk about gates spiritually, why would Jesus say to Peter, that you are Peter, the rock, upon this rock will I build my church, and then the gates of hell will not prevail against the church because the gates of hell are not pass- it's not passive. Right? Gates actually can make war with men for entrance. What wants to give you entrance can fight with you and wrestle with you and wrestle with you like hell is wrestling with men. The gates of hell can wrestle with men until men give in, and then it will prevail. So the purpose of gate is to prevail on souls. Am I making some sense to you? So these, these beings are... Um, so if you see the gate of a, of, a, of a dominion, the purpose of the gate of a dominion is to dominate or is to... The, the, the gate of the dominion, like these gates, praise the Lord, are the, 
Amen. Amen. These gates are the power that they can, they have the power to call from, from afar. Right, so the gate of a kingdom is like, imagine a gate like a very big gate that you can see it. Ah, that is the gate. And gates are not, they have something about them. They have a, a kind of shining or a lustrous or a, they don't have, houses don't have gates here in Canada, you know. You can hardly even have a fence. But from, from back home, those of us who are from, Africa, or you know, when you, when you have when you build a house, you can't, you can't. Um, so, the gate must match the house. And you can't build. A, you can't build a mansion and then have a wooden something. Uh, but what that is an ancient wisdom. When you when you see a castle, a lot of times. Uh-huh. So you're you t- thinking, when they wrote these things, you have to think about the sense. There are many things that have lost their sense and their meaning over time. So the word a gate, a gate means something. I think we were looking at, was it Wednesday we spoke about the gate as praise? Yes, sir. Right? He was speaking about Zion. He said he make his Jerusalem, his wall salvation, and gates what? Gates praise. The gates are praise. What is a praise? That which, that which almost like heralds and sings. It, the gates are an advertiser. Right? The praise. When you are giving, singing the praise of something, anytime you see a billboard about something, that is a praise. You just passed a praise. What is the praise? It's the praise of the thing that they're advertising. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, to pray, the praise means that which attracts, attraction for entrance is what praise is. We enter into his gate with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. So, that, so the praise, amen, is. Now, what, does, what is praise for? We are seeing praise, what praise does, what does, what praise does gate sing? According to Ephesians, it's the praise of his glory, according to the scripture. That we should be to the praise of his glory. Or they call it the praise of the glory of his grace. It's over three times of, or more. So in that chapter, they were talking about the praise of his glory. The praise of his glory. Praise of his glory. That you might be found unto praise, honor, and glory. But for the end of praise is for what? Is for glory. So you cannot, that's why you see, you see. The elders who are beings of praise, but with a crown. Because they have to, the purpose of the gate is to give a foretaste of the glory for entrance. And that operation is, you must have, it's not, it's not an ordinary, ordinary thing. Actually, the, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many of you are excited with what I'm saying today? You like this kind of message, no? Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I'm just checking. You know? Because I just saw different doors open to me. And then I saw this door. I was like, hey, God, this door. Praise the Lord. This door needs me to die to, to take this door. But I'm too convinced that this is what God wants us to 
to see today. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so praise, there must be an advertisement for when God is, God is hidden. God is, is hidden, but God has, there's a kind of an advertisement that God does of, his, of himself. It's an advertisement of the kingdom, which God does. Praise God. You will see now, we're looking at the realm of angels, but when it comes to our own learning, these are actual realms in Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? That there, is, there's, there are realms, all these realms in the angelic, they also exist in what? In, what? in Christ. But they use the angelic to show it. Yeah, because the angelic has to do with the, the embodiment of those principles in an established world. Because it's easier to read angels. Do you get what I'm saying? It's easier to read angels, what you call the pattern, that is show the pattern of those things. So the purpose of heavens and angels is for the establishment of pattern, for the purpose of studying. So if you don't use heavens, let's say we don't, they don't want to teach with heavens and with angels, then you say, what, what will they teach with? You say, okay, let's just use just words. Do you know how hard it is to see the demarcation of things? Let's say, if you are, just, if you are reading only words of Jesus, for example, or the, it's not easy to see the, how things are divided and demarcated without an established pattern. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? So, so Christ and God, they are actually represented in the angelic as well. And the angelic arrangement is for the purpose of the giving of those two beings to, to the soul. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Am I making some sense to you? Yes, sir. <laughs> so so these, these beings, you see here, they cast their crown before the throne, saying, Verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. For, for thou hast created all things. And so you see the conversation of these elders is talking about the, the purpose of creation. Right? Why are there creatures? What's the purpose of the creatures? Why? So they separated the elders from the creatures. They call them four living creatures. Why do they call them four living creatures? The four living creatures are, are the, those are like in the angelic world, they are the, the summation or the, at the height of the fulfillment of creaturely purpose. Why, why did God create? When you check what the four living creatures are doing, right, you'll find that what they are doing, in, there's almost a, a fulfillment of the essence of being a creature in what they are doing. When you study their behavior around God, what they are doing with God, that will give you a sense. Okay, this is reason. Ah, this is the point of creatures. Okay, okay, wow, this is the point. This is the purpose of, a, of what? The purpose of a, of a creature. The purpose of a creature. Amen. Amen. Now, but this being the call elders, too, they are, 
they have a, a particular frame spiritually. Like they, they are able to see the creatures and then they are able to tell other creatures what creaturely existence is all about. So the why they call them elders, the sense of an elder means eldership has to do with wisdom. But not just wisdom. One of the purpose of elder is for the for the for the giving of of wisdom. An elder is somebody who can stand and see what you are not seeing and relay that thing to you. So the word eldership also doesn't connote participation. It connotes the dissemination of counsel from a vantage position. The elder, the elder is that he who has, he spent his whole life observing and then is now, he can give instruction. That's the meaning of an elder here. So that word gate, when you see a gate is always tall. A real gate should be tall. Any gate that's not taller than you is not a gate to you. You cannot enter into it. It's a gate by virtue as tight. That's the, the, the purpose of this, this, this sense of eldership. Another thing is a gate, when you get to the gate, the gate doesn't say, ah, we are welcome, come, let's go. It's now time to go. Let me, no, no. You pass the gate. The gate, it gives a sense of not participating. It's for to show, hey, I'm here. This is the point. This is the kingdom. Come. Come. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's, that's the, the wisdom of eldership. Praise God. Are you seeing the, the sense of eldership here? The sense of eldership is... For to teach. So, if you ask me, what is the purpose of elders in the kingdom? These elders here is they are the ones who who relay, who preach the message of what creatures should be doing, because they observe the living creature. That's how the worship happens, right? First, they spoke. Let's see it here. Praise the Lord. And verse eight. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and which is and which is to what? To come. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. They were, they are, they are, this one, their conversation is the, 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 the converse about his holiness. His holiness and his almightiness. Holy then not just his holiness, talking about they, they know about how holy he is, how many times holy he is. So, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. So, his almightiness is open. Their eyes is, is designed to see that. Praise God. Now, when they say that, then verse 9 says, and when those beasts give glory. So, what will happen after they use the word when means that what is happening now cannot happen, doesn't happen before what happened just now happens. This one happens first. Then when this happens, then the next one begins to happen. Is that, do you get a sense? Yes, so they are joining them that these are not separate things, that they are things that follow each other. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? 
So he says that when those beasts give glory, so they depend on the beasts, they check. As they give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever, then the four and twenty elders fall down before him. So they are falling before him to cast their crown before him and then to alter their own is based on what the four living creatures are doing. So the elders, are, they are, their conversation is tied to the, what the creatures are doing. And then when they pick their own thought, they now speak about the worthiness of the Lord to receive glory and honor and what power for he has created all things and then for thy pleasure they what? They are and were created. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise God. So now you're seeing this, all these beings um, they are they have conversation here, and their conversation has to do with the, the light, the nature of God, what God is saying to or what God is relaying, what God is saying to them. Right? They are, why would they say, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive? Then they say, holy, holy, holy. There's a, those conversations are interesting. Holy is talking about, holy means separate. Separate. We have to shout it. We have to say it. Look, this being, you are holy. Everybody is not seeing you as holy as you are. We, because we have been given eyes on the inside, because of our eyes, we are able to sight the holiness of what of God. Then the other ones are now saying, look, you see this being right here is actually worthy. Like, because men don't know that this being is actually worthy to receive glory and what honor and then power. Now, what does it mean to receive glory, to receive glory. This is scripture language. Amen. Amen. The word receiving of glory is talking about that him being the object of the quest, being a, making him the object of the quest of every, of every heart, because every soul of a man is actually a seeker of glory. Seeker of glory, honor, and power. But the power here is actually praise too. Do you believe what I'm saying? That this power is also praise. Because praise and power, they are the same thing. What are they? Tell me what makes them the same. Very quickly. Praise and power, praise and power, praise and power. Amen? They are instrument of entrance. Right? They are instrument of entrance. To bring you in, power needs to operate. So praise is powerful. Right? Praise is what? Is powerful. Anytime there's an operation of power, so there's the powerful praise. Although praise ascends, there are different levels of praise. There is praise... That is, that is that's just praise, and there is the praise that is honorable. Because when you get into the realm of honor, which is the realm of the sanctuary, you find out there's that song, praise, they sing there, which is praise the Lord, and know that the actual praise of glory is sung in the realm of honor. Before you get into where? The glory, the glory of God. Praise the Lord. 
Are you getting what I'm saying here? So this thing, to receive glory, honor, and power is actually the same thing as glory, honor, and what? And praise. The Holy Ghost likes to hide them. So you won't see them unless you journey through revelation. Praise God. And has created all things, and for thy word, thy pleasure they are, and were were created. Now, Now, what I was saying is that so the thing called the glory of God is, um, is not something that will ever, ever stop. Um, in terms of glory, is God's nature. He's a glorious God. Praise the Lord. He's a what? He's a glorious God. In other words, he will always have the operation. There will always be things, about the hidden, things hidden about him that do not naturally appear, but you find out that when you've walked with him for a while, that light from him has become your own inheritance. So the light, the eyes of the living creatures, is their light thereof. Praise God. The eyes that they have is what? I'm talking about they are within eyes. So they, are actually, they actually have two sets of eyes. Eyes both, I forget, was it Ezekiel that was talking about eyes within and without? Here they mention the within eyes. But there is the within eyes, there's the without eyes. So, so there is the within eyes. The within eyes is the eyes of the inward light. Right? And what the inward light is the light thereof. Means the light that is your light that belongs to you. Then the outward eye is the eyes that behold the light that comes. The light that the one that beholds the light that comes from where? From the outside. So so really actually how you are living is coded by your inward eyes. For you to really live a certain way, your outward eyes must then cause light to come on the inside. Praise God. Like when Jesus was speaking, Jesus was, it's the same wisdom he was speaking from. It's an eternal wisdom that Jesus was speaking from. In Matthew, when he says, if the light that is in you. So he said the light of the body is the eyes. He didn't tell you which eyes, within or without. It's just his general statement. Light is eyes. Light of the body, but they're actually many kinds of eyes that his soul has. Praise the Lord. And if your eye be single, your body will be full of light. If your eyes be evil, and then what? Your body will be full of darkness. They now said, but if the light, they now zeroed in on, okay, the light that is in you, not the external light. Right, so, the, when you talk about the greatness of darkness, has to do with the light that is in you. That if the light that is in you is darkness, then how great is that darkness? Do you know why? Because the, you cannot, the inward eye is the eye of living. Praise the Lord. The inward eye is what? Uh-huh. Now, nothing has become great to a man until it has impacted him inwardly. The inward eyes. 
great. What is the meaning of great? Great means something that, something you cannot just easily, um, you can't easily escape. Something that's formidable. A, a person's inward eyes, you, they can't just wake up and say, I'm not using my inward eye today. No, it's not, it doesn't work like that. You can shut your outward eye. You can never shut your inward eyes. You can't shut. You can't, the inward eye, how you see inwardly is not negotiable. How you see inwardly has an autopilot. Right? That's why it says, if your darkness is that darkness on the inside, that one is a great, it's a, dark, it's a problem. You should, it's a serious problem that needs to be solved. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, to the light that is within, the eyes within, let's see, go back to Revelation 21. Praise God. Did I establish something? Revelation chapter 21, where we are reading. Um, so, in verse, in verse 11, it said, that, it said, having the glory of God, right? And her light was like unto it a stone most precious, even like what a jasper. So the word her light is very clear that that is her light is not the glory of God, per se, as they are speaking here. They are talking about the inward light, but they are telling that our inward light is there's a form of it, it's a crystallized light. The inward light is, a, is, a, is light. That is crystallized. It's a crystallized line. It's a formation. Now, this light, the inward light is what makes her the bride. It's not this glory of God that she had. Do you see? Who is a bride? A bride is somebody who has inherited ah, uh, who has inherited her light. The, who has married her light? That's a or a wife, right? Sorry, I use the word bride, but it's not bride they use. Sorry, I'll show you the bride and the lamb's wife. So it's not just a bride that hasn't married. Right? There is the, a bride who is about to marry. Bride. This is the bride. But then, after the marriage, see, this is the bride. She's still the bride. Praise the Lord. But now she has something else t- called wife. So this is a bride that married already. You see, that's what they're trying to say here. So, so a wife, not bride now, wife is the person who has married their light. They've married their light. Who's the husband? The husband is the light of the wife. The husband is the light of the wife. That's the job of a man. If you have a wife, your job is to to lighten her. Like Christ is the light of the church, right? You see? (laughs) So it's not money. I I gave you money to cook soup for... One year, you have not done anything. Because you've not done anything that any rascal cannot do. 
even sheesh can even do it. Most of it, in today's world, you know what I mean? Any guy that thinks that bringing money and has anything to do with you as a man in this world, is not, the world has changed too much to, to, you know, that's what this world, the devil is doing, right? He's, he's, the devil is unraveling the world and changing the world to destroy anchors. Let's see, you know, you know the, the anchor of a man, the way he, we embrace marriage, that's coming from God as a race, human race. That thing is not, Satan didn't like that thing. He knows that this, the way man, man doesn't even know what marriage is. Why is he embracing it like this? I know that thing is powerful. So he said, okay, let's, let's arrange the world to, on, let's make marriage naked. And in terms of, let us, let us remove the mystery around marriage. And then let us expose the weakness of men against it. That's what, part of what the world is doing. And so that men will look at that mystery and say, why are we doing it? We can't even, we are not. So men would judge and say, we are not framed for this kind of thing. When you check the way we are, we are actually not framed for this thing. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Um, but this, that's the purpose of, one of the, the main purpose of marriage is for elimination. Is to bring the wife, amen, under her husband. The husband is what the light of who? Of the wife. It's very, very clear. Amen. Say, um, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Right? Then what did Christ do for the church? He sanctified her with the washing of water by the word. Now, that water, that word is light, right? It's the purpose of the husband to the wife is to lighten her. Dwell with her with understanding. She's the weaker vessel. Dwell with the weaker vessel. So I, I, give, I give you this weak thing. You have to dwell with her with understanding. What does it mean dwell with her with understanding? It's that you must be the a stature of understanding to her, with her. You are, you are the understanding she's using to, to see. She, when, when a, when a, you know when a woman marries a man, she has married an understanding. You know, he's an, that's why I'm just talking about how it ought to be, you know what I mean? Yes. That, that amen. When God brings a woman to a man, the, that, that, should, that should be our Isaiah chapter 60 day. Arise and shine for your what? Your light as what? That's what a man is supposed to be. That's what a man is supposed to be. But you know, Satan now, Satan has bastardized men. Satan wants every man to be useless to a woman. And when the woman sees a man, he says, what is even the point of this creature? When you see, oh, you can't see any usefulness in this thing. Why did God even make this kind of thing? Like an hatred. <laughs> it's the opposite feeling that women should have towards their husband. Satan wants to create the opposite feeling about that thing. But a man should be a celebration for his wife. Wife should celebrate her husband. 
is because he's our light. He's our, he's our understanding. Am I making some sense to you? How many of you ladies are like, well, this, this thing, I don't like this thing too much? <laughs> because it sounds like maybe you don't have your own light, you know? Why is the man? Why does the man need to be your light? Why man? Why can't be just Jesus? I just want... <laughs> some ladies don't want men involved. Just me and Jesus. Let Jesus be my light. Directly, but... <laughs> Praise God. But well, Paul said that the man is the head of the woman. Christ is the head of the man. But if the woman says, no, let's move man. I want to be the Christ. Christ is saying, no, see, that's not how it is done. Praise the Lord. So, so that would, it should be very clear to you that what, what, when, you, when you say young man, you're growing up as a young man, what is God's, what is Christ's job towards you? One of the main things is that he has to make you into a light. If you are not a light yet, you are not ready to marry anybody. No? Don't go and marry. You have to be ready to become a light. Go to, go to Jesus. Let him teach you. Let Jesus make you a light. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 11, having the glory of God and, and her light was like unto a stone, most what? Most precious. Even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. That's verse 11, right? In verse, verse 23, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it and the lamb is the light thereof. So it's very clear that this lamb, who is the light thereof of the city, is the husband of the wife of the city. Because they come, I'll go and show you the lamb's wife. Praise God. So, so the, the lamb is the husband of the wife and is the light, is her light thereof. And the lamb is the what? Is the light thereof. Now, when you see lamb here, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to show something that I'm seeing, if you can also see it too. That this lamb, you know, they separated glory of God, and it now said lamb, but it, it now seems as if this lamb is not Christ. Just when I say it's not Christ, I mean it's not just Christ without his God essence. This lamb is God. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's not just Christ. You know, we are, we are used to the separation, Christ and God. Now when you say Christ and God, God and his Christ, right, they are not the same as God and the Lamb. Right? God is not the same as God and the Lamb. God and his Christ is not the same thing as God and who? And the Lamb. God has his Christ. 
God also has his lamb. It just so occurred that God's Christ and God's lamb are two properties of God that were formed in the same vessel. So it's very clear that Jesus Christ, Jesus became the Christ of God before he went on to become the Lamb of God. He became first of all the Christ of God. Now, when he was the Christ of God, he could not take away the sins of the world. It wasn't the Christ of God who took away the sins of the world. It was the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. Because when you say the sins of the world, those sins, what they are, if you just send only a Christ statue, you will jam some things there that are what? So who is a lamb? A lamb is the statue. A lamb is the, a lamb is the, is the professor. He's the, the most learned fellow in the affairs of life and death. Anything that pertains to life, death, sin, death, first death, anything that has to do with dying or living. And that which causes separation, that which can make a life again. All of the, 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 the lamb is the finishing of all the wisdom. All the things that are a threat to man, the lamb knows them, and he knows the answer to them. So when you see a lamb, when you see God, when you see God and his lamb, when you see God and his lamb, God and his lamb, God's lamb and God, when you check the way their hearts are beating, it's the same frequency. The same frequency. The, God's lamb is the, you know, the lamb is, is, is a creature, too. God's lamb is the creature who has, who finally journeyed into, into his, you know, the, you know, the shepherd doesn't carry any animal like this, only the lamb. Sheep are doing, you know, sheep, he still has to lead sheep. Sheep has to walk and follow him. And sheep has to use their own feet. And then they lie in the pasture, they feed in the pasture, they get up, they move. But when it comes to lambs, they don't, lamb doesn't take that journey like that. The way sheep, you don't, the lamb is a, it's like he's a baby. See, see, shepherds even use feeding bottle to even feed the lamb. That the lamb is, a lamb is a bosome creature. Is a, is a creature of a bosom. A sheep is an awesome, wonderful creature. But a sheep still is not yet worthy of the bosom of the shepherd. That, so a lamb is like, a lamb is like another kind that you can substitute for a baby. The way a man will carry his own baby, that he, that's why he will carry another species. But he can, he can have the same kind of affection the same kind of feeling, the same kind of care that you used to take care of, a, of, a, of your own child. That's how the lamb is to God. Now, so it's very clear. Knowing everything you know about God, you have to know what must be in that lamb for that lamb to, to come to have the bosom as his own inheritance. 
So that, that balsam is the place where no thing separates. Now when, when the shepherd is carrying, God is carrying his lamb in his balsam, there's no single fear of anything. You know, the, you know the fear of, ah, I'm, I shouldn't expose this one too much, because you, are still, you still don't trust things. Praise God. You see a sheep, as meek as a sheep is, you will find that when you compare a sheep and a lamb, you find that somewhere a sheep is still harm, no, it's not fully harmless. It's not yet as harmless as the lamb is. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? So the lamb, when you say the lamb of God, the lamb of God is, is the lamb of God. That's Jesus, our Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. He, is, he, has, he has inherited all, everything, all the laws of God. Everything that God. So when you are looking at the lamb, you're actually seeing a God. Right? Because if he's not a God, he cannot sit on the throne of God. He's a, he's a lamb upon the throne. The lamb that sits upon the throne. It's because the lamb is the being that has inherited the nature of God himself. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, so this lamb is a, high, is a very high being, right? It's a lamb. So, so you see the lamb is the... Um, so the leader, the lamb is the, only, is the only creature that can lead a man to God. It's the different leading altogether. You see, the leading of Revelation chapter 14 is not, not just leading of the Spirit and being led by Holy, and being led by this. It's not just even leading in the wilderness or leading in Christ. They're talking about a different kind of leading entirely. Is he who can lead in a pathway that no creature can find. Is the is the pathway of the bosom. The pathway of the bosom. That, that area, when you get there, you won't even see road. You won't see anything. You won't see you know, that there's anything in, in that place. To make the bosom of God even appear and the path to emerge into the bosom, it does not emerge anyhow. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, in that Revelation chapter 14, it showed me, let's read, read it quickly. We'll come back here. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse, Revelation chapter 14, verse 1, it says, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him an hundred forty and four thousand, having his father's name, written in their word forehead. So you can see it's very, very clear that these people, they already have the name of the father, whose father, the lamb's father, has, they've already received the name of the lamb's father. They already have the name on their word forehead. So it means that these people are not just people who have the stature of Christ alone. We're talking about everlasting beings, everlasting entities who have fulfilled the cause of everlasting life. Because to get this father's name on your forehead, it means you are an everlasting man. 
And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, as the sound, the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers happening with their harps. And the song, as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts and elders, and no man could learn that song, but a hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. Now, which were, let's look at this word. Let's then look at, let's be careful about tenses. Right. When they say, were redeemed from the earth, means their redemption from the earth has already happened. So, they were redeemed from the earth already. Right? So, and it says, they were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. So, so the season where they came fully over defi- out of defilement is actually is something that, that is in their own, praise the Lord, is one of their achievements. Which is so it's not that these guys, that we are still checking you know, whether women can still defy them. So we are still waiting to see. But it says they were not defiled. Actually, they had passed the season of defilement. They stayed in that season. Then they overcame all the women who defile. All the defilers. And that which defiled with women is the world, right? So they, they overcame with the world, and they were virgins. They were not defiled with women. They were virgins, and these are they which then what? So when he talks, talks about the lamb, He's not using follow. They are not them who followed him. You're talking about what are they doing now is that they are actually following. So you see, see this place upon the mountain where they are. When you get to, to the mountain, do you know that mountain top place is an interesting place? When you say someone has gotten to the top of a mountain, you've actually reached the place where there is nowhere else to go. Yes, Do you get what I'm trying to say? That. And, of course, climbing, this mountain is the mountain of Zion. Climbing the mountain of Zion is a serious job, right? It's not a small job. <laughs> but if you get to the point where they got to the top of the mountain, then when you saw, you saw them there, you now saw the lamb there. Well, you see, on that mountain, to, to normal men is an end of a, of a journey. But you see the lamb. There's a path he can see. There's a realm, there's a journey from the top of Zion that there is still journey that can be taken. Do you get, are you getting a sense of what I'm saying? So, so let me tell you, Zion is actually, the, the mountain of Zion is, 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 Zion is the, you see that mountain of Zion is what you actually call the foundation of God. Yeah. When you've journeyed to Zion, you reach, ah, we are on top of Mount Zion. Then you now realize, that, okay, it's now time to start journey. It's now time. So the journey which creature is meant to take, Zion was just a journey to remove you from all the distraction. 
remove you from everything that is stopping your soul from being even concerned about the journey that you are supposed to take as a creature. By that time, they've sanctified you. You're no longer defiled with women. You've been redeemed from the earth. So you see, a mountain is actually a, 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 an elevation of a kind of a redemption. Yes, from the earth. It's an elevation from the earth. That come out of this earth. Come, and come to a place. So upon the mountain is where another part. But you see that part? Is, there's, there's a being who knows the part. You know that the marriage, the marriage to the lamb is not the end of the story. It's the beginning of the journey. That you know, that actually the mar- lamb actually married so they can journey. Can two work together except they agree? Means they agree so they can work together. The purpose of marriage is the, the marriage so they can, they can take the journey. Only, only a married, only a couple, this couple, takes the journey to God. Nobody, God will not accept any soul. You, can't, you won't even find the path to God. You can't, God's Part, his, his war himself will not open to any soul that has not been married to his lamb. So the, the mar- it's very clear the marriage of the lamb is a mountaintop marriage, right? It's a feast upon the mountain. It's actually a is a marriage feast. The marriage feast is a, is, a, is a feast upon the mountain for the journey, another journey, for the journey which the lamb is configured to take. So these, these guys here, when they got to this place, let's read again from verse 1. And I looked and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him an hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. This harp, the song which no man knew, this song is actually a song of marriage. It's their marriage song. Now, I want to say something. Um, if it agrees with you, registers with you, take it. 
If it doesn't register with you, still just leave it and, and wait. Um, I believe the marriage of the lamb is not a one-day marriage. That the marriage of the lamb, the, the process of marrying, marriage, the process of marriage of the lamb, Marrying, the lamb marrying is the finishing of everlasting works. That the doing of everlasting works is the marriage of the lamb. Of the married or the marriage of the because to do everlasting works is to marry. To, to join you in a way that you will not go again. To bind you with is everlasting. The, the everlasting union. So that whole season of everlasting works is what you call the marriage of the Lamb. The marriage. So it's not one date in the future. That we say, I hereby pronounce thee, man and wife. It's not, it's not going to happen by you. I hereby pronounce thee. You can see a soul can be marrying. One decade later, it's still marrying. The marriage is still ongoing. <laughs> because it's, it's works that I'm it's marrying. What you're marrying now is works. It's works. Everlasting works. It's works that, that can make you one forever. The works that can make you one forever. Am I, did that make some sense? Yes, I don't know. Is that, does that sound balanced to you yes, from Scripture? So you, you see that after the marriage supper happens, then all the other, they now began to do things together. Even the end, towards the end of that chapter. Does that make some sense? I don't know if, if you accept what I'm saying. So it, that means that if they have the father's name on their forehead, it means they've, got, they've gotten married. Right, it means their their last name has changed. <laughs> do you do you get this? If you are wondering, what is, okay, what is this marriage of the Lamb? It's his works, everlasting works, everlasting works. That's how, it, that's how a soul gets married to the Lamb. Is that the soul must have obeyed things. Right? But, and it must have received transformation through obedience into a nature that cannot be separated. Mm-hmm. 
Praise the Lord. Then after the marriage happened, then they can now begin to follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so both the lamb and the wife now become harvers of the glory of God. They become users of the glory. They begin to now get enlightened by the glory. Do you see that? So the glory of God will not, does it, will not enlighten anybody who hasn't, who is not a who hasn't attained marriage with the Lamb. That's what is Revelation chapter 21. Now, when you see, to, to also show you what I'm saying, now, look at the vantage point of this, from where he saw them, right? Because these people, were, they were operating at a different point, a different frequency. So this is talking about operations above the mountain. Right. Now, normally when someone carries you to a mountain and show you something, usually you're looking downwards because you're in a mountain. And not just an ordinary mountain, this one he said it was a great and high mountain. So, so it means that if you're at the great and high mountain and then what you are seeing is descending. Now, are you getting the picture of what I'm trying to say? Chapter 10 of Revelation 21. Let's read from verse 9. Verse 9 of Revelation 21. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and a high mountain and then showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Descending. So it's descending, so it's descending from a point higher than what? From the mountain, having the glory of God. So the, the purpose of everlasting life is to have the glory of God. To, to come into the ownership of that glory, having the glory and then our own light. It's very clear we've delved into what this light is. It's actually like a stone, most precious. Now, precious, the stone is not precious. The stone is most precious. It's not, they are not the same thing. The precious nature is the Christ nature, right? The most precious nature is the preciousness of the most holy realms, right? It's not just precious. Christ, Christ, Christ is a kind of a stone. Christ is actually a precious stone. According to First Peter, praise the Lord, Book of Isaiah. Praise the Lord. Do you, do you get what I mean? So the, the precious nature, that was our whole school of the spirit in January, right? We, we, we spoke about that. So the precious nature is the foundation of who? Of God. 
That's a precious nature. Right? The precious nature is the word foundation of God. But this is called talking about most precious. Most precious. Most precious. Amen. So he's talking about her light was as a what? A jasper stone. That is what? Most precious. So that most precious light is talking about that everlasting light, which is, which is a crystallized light. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is the word crystallized word light on the inside of us. So the marriage of the Lamb is actually talking about the crystallization of a light. It is the crystallization of a light on the inside of the soul that makes the soul everlasting. So how do we become everlasting? What do what does everlasting works do? The everlasting works is the process of the crystallization of everlasting light. Do you get what I'm saying? The purpose of the light coming is to, when it's coming, it's revealing the works you need to do. How, what, how can, I'm a light, I'm here to make you everlasting. How can I be crystallized in you? That's the essence of everlasting works. Now, the purpose of the crystal light is to receive God's light. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God is too awesome. When was this now? Was it Tuesday night? On Tuesday night, the Lord taught me this thing in my dream. So, I was, I was sleeping. It's not, I don't know if it was in my dream. I don't know. I guess it's a dream. Because I don't, that's a strange operation. I don't usually have those kind of operation, that kind of dream, anything dream, usually. Um, like that. I don't dream. I, I, I hardly dream revelational dreams. Revelation just come to my heart. Yeah. But, and that was actually a strange thing. And I woke up, it was, it was in the morning when I woke up, it was just before I woke up that I was just seeing this Revelation chapter 21 and the Lord was telling me that the, this light, the everlasting, purpose of everlasting works is to, is to convert the, his everlasting light into a crystal. That is, until I just now, when I woke up, it, I woke up with the thought, then I thought something else, and then I forgot everything. So when I woke up, I sat up on my bed. In my heart, I knew that some, a revelation just came to me. But you know, it's like I, I was dreaming, but I was dreaming of having a revelation. Right? So, but then, when I woke up, I knew I was dreaming of, I just had a revelation. But then I couldn't remember what revelation it was. I cracked my head, I did everything. Ah, there was something, because it sounded a bit remarkable to me. 
I was trying to think, what was that thing I didn't remember since? I knew it was before life hit, so that was until probably Tuesday night or so, till now. Praise the Lord. So, so the, so the making of, a, of an everlasting soul is the crystallization of a light. Is the, is the solidification of this thing called what? Everlasting light within, within the soul. Now, that light is the light that can interpret and see the glory of God. That light is the light that can interpret and then what? See the glory of God. So without an inward everlasting formation, which is a light, which is an inward light, an inward eyes, there are special eyes. So it's very clear that the eyes of the, those four living creatures are a type of an everlasting light, of a crystallized, so I means crystallized light. I means light that has become So, eye is light you used to see. That's an eye. It's a a light that was formed on the inside. Right? So, it means the the light which the the actual glory of God, the soul that can be able to actually see God's glory, is a soul that has a kind of a light, or what we call an understanding, an information that is manifest in 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 the in a, in the in a state of non-departure, in a state of an everlasting marriage to the Lord, are you getting what I'm trying to say? So what I'm telling you is that when you talk of really understanding God, seeing God, knowing God, is that no soul, no matter how hard you try, you try, you try, you try and envision Him, try and imagine Him, you can never do it. Something locks it up. What locks it up is there is a kind of a formation that must be inside. What is the formation? Is a, a formation of it's a married soul. A married soul. A soul that has been married to the lamb, right? I can see. Is it, what is marriage? You can also tell marriage as an agreement, right? It's covenant, agreement. Covenant. That's why these people, they follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. It's because of the marriage that they have with him. You see that? Yeah. So it's very clear that the Lamb is who God has, that Lamb of God. We call him the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God, God's own Lamb. That Lamb of God is the being who God has. God has said, okay, I'm going to give my light. Now, when I'm saying glory, we spoke about the glory of God. I've already explained what that glory is. Don't think about it as something shining. Glory just means the complex operation of the hiding and unveilings of God's nature. That's what glory is, the uh-huh. 
right? The, the mysteriousness of God, right? It begins to operate. That's when a soul that can have the operation of the, the mysterious nature, but mystery, but not just staying mysterious. There's a way he dances. Praise the Lord. It's like a, it's a song. You know how a song makes you feel? A song makes you feel like you almost caught it, but you didn't catch it. There's something about but Even at the same time, when you couldn't catch it, it's continuously unveiling on the inside of you. That is the, that's the sign of good music. Right? The sign of good music is that what this music is saying is too real. It's too real. It's music because it's tampering with you. But you can't really, really hold, hold it. There's something about music. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Music makes dance happen. What is dance? Dance it means you are not stationary. You are there's an oscillation. See, there's, an, there's a kind of oscillation that should happen for eternity. God and His creature should be should be dancing together. It's, it's called the eternal song of a creature and His cre- creator. Eternal song of a people and their God. That's how they should be dancing. It's the is the mysterious operation of glory, the, the coming out and the going back. When, you, when they reveal a certain part, it pulls you in to a deeper mystery of God. See, I see in that kind of operation, that's where, that's where the fulfillment of meaning happens. It's in, that, in that state, is where it's so really real. Oh, wow, this is why I was made. But for a soul to experience what I'm talking about, you must have made an everlasting covenant. An everlasting covenant. In other words, you don't come into such a thing and then say, I'm going, bye-bye, God, have that thing. No, no, no. They must have, are you going to say the works? So, so works must have been done in the soul to make the soul rest and say, look, this, this glory, ah, this glory, I must get it. Praise God. Verse 24, and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. Amen. You get the sense of these kings of the earth bringing their glory into it, right? Do you see that? It's the same sense of the elders casting their crowns before the throne. It means that they will be, the city will be a collector of glories. Exchange. It will be a, a means through which Men can exchange glory. What is this? What is exchange of glory? It's exchange of is the commitment of another to another hope. The way where is so we commit to an, okay, I'm now forgetting 
Because your glory is the, the, the glory you have is the hope that you are going after. Because it's, it's glorious, glorious to you. When you go and exchange your glory, it means I want to take another hope. Yeah, so, so that, that's the, the eternal purpose of this city. Is, that is coming from God is to be a city for there will be, because there will be inhabitants of the new earth too, inhabitants of the new earth. But those inhabitants of the new earth must have a place they go to exchange their own, their glory. You get what I mean? They have a, they must have a place that they do what. So, the city itself. They won't say they won't use that word that they go to exchange their glory, they bring their glory. Rather, the city has the glory of God. Having the glory of God. Because it has the glory of God, it can be the place of exchange for the inhabitants, the kings of the earth. Praise the Lord. Who are the who will be the kings of the earth? There are people, of course, who do not have a state in the bride. But they have measure of dominion, which is earthly. So in order to, to constantly bring the earth under the government of heaven, is, is that they must not reign. Their own kingship and their reign must not be as perverted earthly kings, which are the, the kings of the present, of the earth of the present, who use their own glory. which is not really their own, but which is given to them. Do you get what I'm saying? Are you getting a sense? That in the present, kings of the earth are using their own glory. But in the, the, the order of the world to come, and what will make that whole world safe from corruption is that the kings of the earth are not doing their own thing, even though they are kings on the earth, but they are constantly engaged in this exercise of the exchange of glory. So that will tell you what a city. See, this city has many purposes. When you talk about the, the eternal, the, work, the plan God has to, what he wants to use you to do in the future. Yeah. How, can, how does the soul exchange glory? It's like pilgrimage. <laughs> That's what these guys will do, these kings of the earth. Constantly doing pilgrimage. What is, when someone is going to Mecca, for example, a Muslim going to Mecca, those kind of pilgrimage, what the, what's the meaning of that? Or, People going to the Holy Land, like Jews going to Jerusalem for pilgrimage. It's the same kind of idea. That maybe a whole year they've gathered glories. But when you're gathering glories of the earth, you'll be forgetting your true. So the purpose of pilgrimage is to go and remind yourself of what your hope should be. That's just all it is. The city is designed a certain way. When you are entering it, God, what have I been spending my whole time doing? I forgot this whole thing. Why? The city is designed to bear and to emanate and shine what? The glory of what the true hope or pursuit of men should be. Are you getting the sense? There's no time to really fully explain what I'm, what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. How many of us are interested in this glory that we're speaking of? Are you sure? Did anybody enjoy this message? Yes, I'm just checking, you know, because it's a different kind of operation. 
I strongly believe that these are the kind of things that we should be talking about oh. as Christians, eh? You don't think that these things are worthy of your conversation? Do you have better things to... <laughs> hmm? Titus, just one, one verse and we can pray. Praise God. Can we do it like a very quick reading? Very quick. Hmm? But speak thou, Titus 2, but speak thou the, th- the things which became sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in, temp- in patience, that aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not giving to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient to their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of that great God and our Savior, who? Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of what? Good works. And these things speak and exhort and rebuke all with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Praise the Lord. So what we should look for is what they call this blessed hope and then they call it also the, the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior. <clears throat> That's the, what every soul should be looking for. That any hope outside of this thing is not blessed. Praise God. That no soul should be satisfied until until that glory begins to appear 
until it opens up and you'll be willing to do anything it takes until the glory of God. No, no soul, no creature should be satisfied until it has seen the glory of his God. Let's just pray this morning. I'm praying the Spirit for a minute. So, thank you, Father. Karima Suriatapa Unta Eristopris. Faraday Garsuta Andra Haparosia Tapantoria Kaiskal. Haria la Mosheta Lefeta Ekrento Pa Isutu Prasias. Kamarai Akamose. Andelu Preftos. Andali Prasuya Aprasio 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 Akrisino. Karima Hosea. Bless you. Thank you, Jesus. name our father we thank you thank you for your word we ask that all the wisdom in what you have said to us our hearts will not miss it that you will continue to speak it and say it and shed the light that our heart will capture the essence of it thank you our father we give all the glory to you in Jesus name we pray Amen. Praise God. The dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You 